Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast on Friday. It is the beginning of the break for me. It's been an interesting three months. It's been informative. It's been positive. It's also been challenging. But I was always taught to meet a challenge. Also, the fact that I record this show every day. First and foremost, I want to start off the show by just giving thanks to Jason Almy and Christina Almy and family for I gave them Sullivan's Travels. I talked about it last night. The Criterion Collection. And today he gave me the gift of Criterion, I think, for a couple months. So thank you. I, You know, um, we're going to do a show together. And I told him, hey, go watch The Northman. Um, the Northman really is my favorite film of the year. Uh, and The Bros is somewhere in there. But The Northman, in terms of what I saw and what I witnessed and and what how Robert Eggers as a filmmaker really dives into the subject matter that he's talking about and it was just absolutely fabulous I loved The Witch The Witch disturbed me The Lighthouse also disturbed me but The Northman The Northman and the unfortunate thing is The Northman didn't do well at the box office but that's not why I see a film and here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I stress that why I watch these films. I love these films. And it doesn't hurt that Alexander Skarsgård is in it. And I loved him on True Blood, as did my cousin. Eric Northman is her Sancho. And, um, but, and he was also a producer on The Northman. That's my favorite film of the year. It really, truly is. I have watched it four times. And it just, it, each time... A, a little nugget of it glows even brighter. Um, and what what the cast and what the crew were able to do to give us this very visceral portrait of Viking history and and Bjork is in it. Who doesn't like Bjork? I love Bjork. She doesn't do very many movies, and even Skarsgård stressed that. Yes. Now some people have said to me, but did he play Eric Northman? Because you know he's a Viking and true blood no but he's called the north man and his name is omelet just like hamlet <laughs> and this is supposedly what the story hamlet is based off of and so we're gonna get around to talking about that i i'm relaxed i'm ready to hibernate for a couple of weeks um i do have to drop some water off to the bay on the 21st exactly so i have to do it early before traffic sits sets in the, the wonderful crazy holiday traffic i who knows i may just go a different route and end up in the ocean that really is my goal so when i do this podcast and i and i always stress that i do it as oh i try not to stress and do it this is my home away from home basically you know we all have our nine to five and this is what i do and i've been doing this since 2018 when I was an early education teacher and it really just um, um, it was it was a it was a moment to just be able to re recollect my thoughts to decompress and do this show and it was funny at first and then got a little crazy and um, and then I it was in 2020 at the uh, suggestion of Jason Almy of Shit Happens When You Party Naked, 
to talk about film because that's my knowledge right there and I almost became a filmmaker although now with all these apps you could do filmmaking and and um, talk about music as well because I love both I've I've as I said before I've gone to 17 concerts this year next year oh let's get ready it won't be 17 I'm already going to uh, Depeche Mode in March Janet Jackson in June and then Aftershock in October. Who knows what's going to happen? I hope that um, Behemoth uh, does a tour. I would absolutely love that. I would love to travel more as well. We'll see what happens. But here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, the the love of film and the love of music and the love of art is really why I do this. And connecting with the audience and talking in a very respectable tone rather than having my voice get thrown all over the place because I've learned over time to just control my voice to a certain extent you know I've also learned that if I you know do a couple of karaoke rounds my voice is nice and warmed up so just for shits and giggles I don't tell a lot of people about this show because yes the language yes I do cuss on here every now and then uh, that's why I always tell my niece and nephew, don't listen to this show. It's not for you. There is a parental warning. Because film-wise, we deal with adult situations. If, if you look at The Northman, that's dealing with some very adult situations. Beheadings, sex, paganism, um, being a Viking. I absolutely loved it. Um, oh my god. But yeah, it's it's the end of a of a great year and a great week. It's been a very transformative year. And in May, I started a process. And then in October, I began that, what I had worked towards. And it was, it was interesting at first. It was like, whoa. Because there are moments where you're like, okay, what did I get myself into? And then I really, I really started to love it. And it, you know how like a performer, because I am a performer, it, it, I needed it. It was like, oh, yeah, I'll do this one. Oh, this is this one. So, but I always make time to do this show and do this podcast. And at sometime, maybe toward the end of the year, I'm going to dive into those concerts. I was thinking about it long and hard, how each concert was its own thing. You know, none was better than, 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 than the other because... Each one served its purpose, whether I was seeing the artist for the first time, the second time, or in Tool's case, the fourth time, or seeing two bands in one week, the same band, Mishuga, or the Black Keys, or going to Aftershock, and um, I'm very grateful that I'm able to do that because of the family unit that I live in and the support that I have, and then putting away money because I don't have kids and I don't have a family. I mean, I do have a very big extended family, but I'm not married, thankfully. <laughs> we'll see what happens one day. But and that's and that's where I loved bros. Bros kind of made me go, "Okay. All right. Maybe things aren't totally planned by me." You know, there there are certain aspects of your life that you can plan, and a movie helps you do that whether it's a movie or an album because, you know, Life imitates art and the other way around. But just getting to go to those concerts and getting to uh, commiserate with people and talk, you know, I would usually go by myself. I wouldn't go with other people. 
very on a rare occasion would I go with another person. Okay. It's also been a it's been a crazy week. Um, I did a show about mental health uh, due to the death of uh, Stephen Twitch boss, and um, it was it was learned today that he did have a suicide note, and that's very important because if you look at someone of that magnitude who is beloved and they can't do it anymore, or like Robin when Robin Williams died. That really, that shattered people because Robin Williams was so funny. He was so genuinely beloved. At the same time, people didn't like him. Some people felt they had bitten other people's styles. But Robin Williams (coughs) was this icon. He was in the tradition of those great actors of the past who could do comedy and do drama. Very rare feat. Very few people can do that now Because you know as they say Acting is easy comedy is hard Which is true It it really is true And he was able to command both And make you cry and make you laugh At the same time And so that's why I did that show Is you think of of Stephen Twitch boss and he was only 40 years old That's really young A lot of people wouldn't consider that young but if you think about it if they're of your generation that's a very young age you know as I was talking to someone the other day about Kobe Bryant Kobe Bryant was like 41 42 when he died that's that's a very or no he was 41 that's a very young age to be cut down like that um and so that's that's why it's important to check it check in with one another and to if you need help and to talk about things and I always make a point to talk to people who need help um, I say hey my door is always open proverbially you can text me you can you know what I mean um, if it's money I'm not going to do that I, I try very much uh, friends money I don't do that you know what I mean very rarely if it's family that's a, that's a different thing but when it comes to having someone to talk to and I have many people to talk to that I can trust and that wasn't always the case but I wanted to just stress that and you know as a podcaster we talk to many people and I'm aware of my audience I'm aware I don't have a major audience I don't want a major audience if my audience grows great that's not why I do it you know it's like what Joan Rivers said when you go to see a comedian they are a vacation from your life and so when I do these shows, I want it to be an extension of all of these things that I love and also at the same time educating people on film, on music, you know, um, giving these little nuggets of things that they wouldn't particularly know about. An example of that is I'm a big Neil Young fan. I got into Neil Young in my 30s and I was reading that that Neil had this really great song called Harvest Moon. Beautiful, beautiful song. And you know who sings background vocals on Harvest Moon? His good friend Linda Linda Ronstadt. So if you can listen closely you can hear her doing those background vocals. Or talking about film and talking about a lot of, you know, I'm from Northern California. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, I used to work at University of Pacific and we have a theater called the Janet Lee Theater and Janet Lee 
is known for being from this area. She was in Psycho, very famous film where she gets killed in the first half of the film. Probably one of the most iconic horror films of all time, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. And then her daughter, Jamie Lee Curtis, went on to become the screen queen, just like her mom in the Halloween films. So, or or even... Uh, George Lucas. George Lucas is from Northern California. He is from Modesto, California. And if you've ever seen American Graffiti, there really is a McHenry Avenue. You cannot cruise anymore, but that's what they used to do. And that was part of George Lucas's upbringing in his childhood was cruising the streets of McHenry Avenue in Modesto, California. And now he is this global film icon. You think of all these things like THX and and all this technology that Lucas really and his team came up with, industrial light and magic. And that is a testament to George Lucas and his storytelling. And he was a farm boy from Northern California, as am I. And so that's that's why I do this show, is to educate people. I, I'm aware that I have listeners all over the world, and I always, I always like to acknowledge that. And uh, what my friend uh, Strombo said was, always give your audience a promise. And I, and I hope that I've done that for all of you, of this inclusiveness of the Dr. Zeus film podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm going to do a sum up of the end of the year, probably on the 30th or 31st. You know, there. I mean, from the Northman to Meshuga to, I mean, oh God, that was such a great album. To Lamb of God. Um <laughs> It's it's been a it's been a crazy crazy year, and it's been a good year, and it's been an informative year, and all these different experiences, and um, yeah, that's the that's the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast is just it's it's been a crazy week. To quote Janet Jackson, I've cashed my check and I'm ready to go. Well, the check doesn't come till the thirtieth, so yeah, you know. Uh, the fact that I finally get to see her and I've loved her for a long time. I've, I wasn't really a Michael fan. I was always a Janet Jackson fan for everything from when I think of you to let's wait a while to the rhythm nation album, to Janet, to the velvet rope, to all, all for you really is my favorite. That is such a cohesive album. Um, and, she, and she's continuous. People were surprised. I was talking about it, and they said, she's still performing. I was like, well, yeah, she's a Jackson. Why wouldn't she be performing? Come on, come on. You know, when you think of the Jacksons, you think of the Jackson 5, you think of Michael, and you think of Janet. And Janet is continuing that legacy carried down by her. She didn't want to sing, you know. She wanted to practice law. And her father was the one who told her, uh, no, baby, you got to join the family business. <laughs> isn't that isn't that amazing? Is that and she I'm sure she would have been a really great lawyer. But then she did her first two albums and nothing really kind of, you know, people were giving her stuff to sing. And then she met up with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And the rest is music history. If you think of everything from control all the way up to now. In terms of that collaborative partnership, the songs that they've come up with. I mean, Control is such a famous song because she's telling them about her life and those became the lyrics to Control. You know, um, 
When I was 17, I did what people told me, did what my father said, and let my mother mold me, and that was long ago, and now I'm taking control. Those are things that she's telling them. So, yeah, and then Beyonce's touring next year. We'll see what happens with Queen Bee. Um, but, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of three months. I can't believe over November, December, here we are, here we are, and it's been very uh, positive, like I said, it's been challenging, but I was always taught, if it's not a challenge, then it's not worth it, so as always, unpleasant dreams, watch the North Man.